boys, welcome back. Episode 44 of the Review Podcast. And I think we are going to start calling it the Sunday NFL Pick'em Show, as always, the weekly occurrence where we hop on the pod and talk. And Seth, you look a lot different today. Is it the fact that I still have hair? Or <laughs> shaven? For those of you, yeah, well, for all of you who... Just just jokes. Yeah, just jokes. Uh, Seth is not here. He didn't wake up in time. So we got Carp. Carp is uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about, about the situation that that Carp has found himself in right now. Uh, but first of all, Carp is here doing the Pick'em show with us today. Uh, how's it hanging? <laughs> it's hanging. That's for sure. Well, um, so I got I have COVID. <laughs> I have COVID. Uh, I'm in isolation at school. So what happened was one of my buddies, like we were, you know, there was a social gathering as well, as they do. And we were at one and somebody was like, Hey, like just FYI, I did have COVID like while I was there and we were like, Oh, like, cool. You know, great. So then everybody got tested and everybody that was there is positive. Oof. So I, uh, had to, they sent me an email the school and said you have one hour to move out of your apartment and move in to this building um, and you have to take whatever you can carry so I immediately packed up and I came I brought the essentials I put 20 Mountain Dews in my backpack nice um, to bring I mean I should I have brought an extra sweatshirt or perhaps a nice pillow yes. Um, looking back on it or my Xbox, that would have been nice. But instead I brought 20 Mountain Dews. I have a couple of shirts. I put on deodorant this morning, although I won't be seeing anybody for 14 days, but I'm just trying to get a routine going. That's and good. Oh, I want to show you the uh, lunch option they gave me. Yeah, let's see it. Cause this is, this is all very new to us. We don't know what it's like being COVID. So they dropped off lunch. It was vegan black bean and lime soup in a cup. <laughs> So I didn't eat lunch, um, but well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So when they bring you the lunch, do you not interact with it? Do they like drop it at the door and knock they and run? They knock on the door. So they knock on the door and they're like food delivery. And then you're supposed to wait like 30 seconds and then go and get then it. Go get it. But what yeah. happened was the first day, like I yesterday, like I was so not like I was so used to seeing people. So I was like waiting for the food. Like it was like going to be the highlight of my day. Yeah. So the lady like knocked and I like opened the door and I was like, hi. <laughs> and she's like, nope, nope, nope. And I was like, all right. So then I had to shut the door and like let her put it down and then leave. Nice. Um, yeah. I watch people walk by outside the windows. It's, it, I don't know. So that's, that's cool. You get to people watch, you get to watch storms and, and look at the sky and that, that sounds like a, a something that's happening. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's happening. So good, good for you. But how are you feeling? How is the COVID versus you? How's that well, battle going? Honestly, I just feel like I have a cold. Like I feel like I have a cold. Um, I'm technically at risk because of my pulmonary arterial sling and tracheal stenosis. Sure. But I feel great. Like I do. I feel fine. So that's so good. It's, I just it's have like no a, different than right now than the common cold for you. It's a common cold right now for me. Good. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, well, COVID, COVID is taken. COVID in the last few days has taken down a lot of 
a lot of studs. Stud. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's quite the list. Uh, two presidents, you president of TBR and the president, Can't the one. No, uh, senator, senator, senator. <laughs> yeah, Carp, Carps, Carps, the senator of TBR. And uh, he's the senator of life. He's he's just a senator. And that's my old hockey guy. And then the president himself got COVID. And then Cam Newton, the president of New England, got COVID. Everyone getting COVID, all the presidents. So we wish the best for all the for all the people battling COVID out there. Uh, before we get into the picks, we do have a lot of orders of business to cover. First of which is the Patriots game got postponed because of COVID. Uh, yes. We'll talk about it. We, we were going to cover the game because it was being played on a Sunday. We only do Sunday picks, but now it's not. It's being played on like a Tuesday or a Monday or something. So Monday at 7 p.m. Monday at 7. So t- My so sources have night. confirmed, yeah. Okay, so tomorrow night the uh, the Patriots will play the Chiefs. They're going to get slaughtered by the Chiefs, like absolutely manhandled. We don't have Cam Newton. Uh, they said Brian will start. I don't, how do you feel about that? Dude, Hoyer's a baller. I don't know what everybody's all worried about. No, let's be real. We have zero chance in this football game. The only chance that you have is Bill Belichick being Bill Belichick. But at some point, like, the talent has to match up. And there's no no, – all right, who's got the better quarterback? (laughs) They do. Who's got the better running back? They do. Who's got the better wide receiver core? They do. Who's got the better tight end core? They do. Okay, like, all right, go get them. You know what I mean? (laughs) As Teddy Bruschi pointed out today, you're going to see all the opt-outs – and free agent signings and stuff that hurt the Patriots this year are going to get exposed in this game. No Hightower, no Van Noy, yeah. things like that, like that are going to get exposed by Andy Reid and by the Chiefs. So not only is the offense just not going to have it, you're going to see the defense exposed by a really, really good offense. So yeah. I just don't see this And the defense, in my opinion, has been weak so far this year. And we yeah. really haven't had a big test yet. I guess the Seahawks were a test. Yes. But well, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are are the best team in the AFC, um, and it's going to take some sort of miracle for us to even have a shot in this game. I didn't even think we had that good of a shot if Cam Newton was playing. You take him out, you take you take his offensive abilities out, uh, then we're going to get killed. Let me ask you something before we get started, too. Sure. Does it concern you that the Patriots, the entire Patriot organization— has tested negative like three separate times since Cam Newton's positive. Cause that concerns me. What is Cam Newton doing that the rest of the team? Yeah, is? that's Why a good is point. He not making the sacrifices that the rest of the team is in order to produce the negative results. Well, yeah. And the other thing too, is like, we, we've been hearing all these like reports, like Belichick's, you know, singing his praises about he's the first guy in last yep. guy out interacts with everybody in the building. If that's the case, he he should have spread the disease to someone else. If he's spending all this no time in the in the facility at Gillette yeah. or, or, you know, and he said he was like right. talking with like the employees too, like the front office employees. He was getting to know them and spending time with them, socially distanced, I mean, hopefully. Look, <laughs> if you can get COVID from, you know, playing beer ball, then you can certainly get COVID from getting stretched by a trainer, I'm guessing. Oh, I don't yeah. know. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would assume so. So either one of two things is happening here uh, or one of three. Uh, and I don't know how often Cam Newton's getting tested now. Probably a lot. Either it's like false positive, which probably isn't the case. Uh, he just by luck didn't uh, infect anybody else in the Patriots organization in his, you know, 
trials and, and, you know, walking around and talking and interacting with everybody and working with everyone and being there 24 seven by some miracle didn't infect anyone or he's not actually doing all those things. And I don't think Bill Belichick would lie about that. But something isn't adding up here because I feel like if Cam Newton was this guy that they're making him out to be in terms of like this workhorse who's like trying to meet with everybody and trying to hold these meetings and and he's always on the field and he, and if he's not on the field he's in the film room if he's not in the film room he's talking with coaches or whoever it may be right if, if he is that guy it, it's real hard to believe that he didn't infect like a single other person in doing all of that so I don't know I really I don't know but something isn't adding up for me so yeah I, I love that point that it is a little concerning that that someone else didn't test positive in the organization not that I want someone yeah. to but it, it does. The story doesn't add up all the all the uh, albeit or, you know, with all that being said, uh, the Patriots are playing tomorrow. Uh, you can go watch it. Um, it's a game. They're probably going to lose. If we were doing the picks today, even with Cam Newton in the lineup, I would have picked the Chiefs. Well, uh, I did take the Patriots at six and a half earlier in the week, and mm. I believe the line is going to probably – my guess, the line would shift to about 14, 14 and a half. I seriously think you're two-score underdogs. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. If I – in my professional bookmaking experience, I would say you're going to look at 14 and a half, maybe 13 and a half mm-hmm. in the New England books just to get people to bite on the Patriots, but the Chiefs are going to roll. Absolutely. So- professional bookmaker man i got a text from you last night let's talk about this for a second shoot <laughs> shoot i shouldn't have said that because i, had I a, know I, you shouldn't have said that i had a great day actually betting so um i was riding story. high and then i i threw some of my winnings on that game that i told you about the game that brennan's referring to is the oklahoma no sorry the auburn auburn georgia. georgia game the oldest game in the land as siri you know told me 400 times um yeah, I told Brendan team total 17 for Auburn over was a lock. I, I think my actual words were <laughs> absolute lock. So I have the text here. I texted you like nine times. So I'm sitting, I'm, I'm, I'm about to start a movie. First of all, I didn't bet at all yesterday. I was saving it for today because we didn't do the college football show yesterday because I was working on, I was working on college stuff like applying to college. So I didn't do the college football live stream yesterday. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going <laughs> to throw any money on the games. Cause I didn't do the, I don't have any like picks and I didn't make any picks. I, I didn't watch any of the games yesterday. Um, I watched every game. I had nothing else to do. Yeah. I can tell that you're a very busy guy. So it shocks me that you had time to watch every single football game yesterday. So I told myself I'm going to save it for Sunday because we do the Sunday picks and my picks have been really good on, on the, the Sunday Pick'em show, what, what we're doing right now. So I said, I'm going to save all my bets for Sunday because I had a good week in college football last week. I had a real good week last week. So I get a text at 732. I'm sitting down. I'm about to watch a movie. And it says it's from Carp. It says, yo, I have a lock, an absolute lock for you tonight. And I asked him what it was. He said, Auburn over 17 and a half team over. This is the best quote. I, I hammered it. <laughs> when, I, when I saw that, I'm like, damn. He must be pretty serious about this, about this Auburn hitting me over. What about my Bo Nix text? <laughs> and he said Bo Nix is a legend, which I agree with. Bo Nix is a good quarterback. And if you watch the Pickums last year and this year, everybody knows I'm big on Auburn. I love Auburn. So I see a text telling me that Auburn's a lock for tonight to hit the over. Team total over. And I'm like, sick. Let's take it. Carp said he hammered it. I'm going to hammer it. I, I, 
90% of the time blindly follow what Carp tells me to do. Not blindly. Sometimes I <laughs> look into it. A lot of the times I, I, I do as, as I'm told. And I did in this, in this case. Uh, and then I, te- I texted him. And I said, yeah, I think Auburn has okay. a chance to win. But Brendan, what if I told you I could make that money back for you with the 16 parlay I'm running today? I don't I don't have that much trust instilled in you right now after what happened last night. All right, fine. Fair what's enough. Your, what's your 16 parlay? Well, I took all the favorites on the money line, put 20 on it to win 100. Okay. That yeah. It's that, not too bad here. I'll tell you right now. It is uh hold on. Oh, my session expired. I have to log back in, but it's So, I'm sorry for like taking my time here, but um <laughs> Where's pending? Where's my pending? Oh, here we go. All right. So I have New Orleans Saints minus 150, Arizona Cardinals minus 160, Seahawks minus 245, Bucks minus 340, Ravens minus 1200, Rams minus 900. Those six teams, 20 bucks to win 100. I thought that's a pretty good lock. You know, just get back on track after that Auburn loss. I think that actually is a pretty good lock, and I actually might, I might, I might go with you on that one. I think what we should do is start putting out like a TBR parlay to and like to our fans, be like, look, these are our like six locks, or if we want to do ten or twelve or whatever. And, An absolute lock parlay. Yeah. But absolute lock, like mortal lock. And <laughs> I think we should start using absolute lock every single week for a game that we that we want the opposite to happen to. So if like today, a, like if, I would, if I want like, I don't know, um, first game of the day, if I want the Cardinals to to hit the over or something, I don't know. I haven't looked at the spread for that game. Um, I would say that the Cardinals under is an absolute lock and hope that the exact opposite happens. Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology, yes. Um, but yeah, so that happened last night. That was fun. Uh, I've been doing a lot of prop bets lately, and I don't know why. I've just like <laughs> I've been getting into NBA. It. The let me guess, you've been doing a lot of prop bets on the NBA, and that is carried over to the NFL because the NBA prop bets are the easiest ones to hit. Like you do like point total plus rebounds, assists for Jalen Brown. It's always like twenty six and a half, and then he scores like twenty three. So he only needs like one assist and two rebounds it's like oh my god he hit you know what i mean yeah right like i always hit the nba player props always but i i don't i don't bet on the nba because i don't watch it enough um i know you're a big big basketball guy i'm not my favorite part about basketball is the politics but sorry (laughs) that is that that's a good part of basketball as well um yeah i've been just doing like the nfl prop bets and i don't know why they haven't been hitting but uh but they're like exciting, you know, like I've been doing first touchdown or first score of the game is a touchdown. No. no. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's a dangerous road to start the going worst, down. The, the worst ever was for the whole like uh, series for the Miami series. My buddy and I kept taking Celtics win tip off and it was Tice against like Adabambo. <laughs> and um, Adabio won like every single tip off. Yeah. But what happened was, like Tice was plus money, like big plus money, like plus one eight. Yeah, exactly. So we just kept hammering Tice, We're like it's got to hit once, it's got to hit once, and he just never won the tip. <laughs> like we always <laughs> were on the defense. Best for one in college football, the absolute best one. It like never happens. Is will there be overtime? Yes. If you bet that there will be overtime, the odds are like plus three thousand. <laughs> Especially in like I, I think I did it last week and it came so close. It was um. The South Carolina and the and the Tennessee game, Volunteers and Cox. 
that game almost went to overtime. It was like really close down the wire or whatever. And uh, and I bet that there would be overtime and I would have cashed out big time. But then Tennessee won the game at the very end. So tough noogies. But, you know, we're back today. So without further ado, we're going to give you our locks for today, our absolute locks for today. Uh, Sunday NFL Pick'em Show, week four edition. And now that Carp is the COVID, he will probably be joining us more often uh, because you have all this abundance of free time on your hands now. Yeah, I, I'm going to make some uh, some some stuff. Quality content. Quality content. Yeah. Quality yeah. is it's uh, Fugazi, Fugazi. It doesn't exist. It's not real. Um, but best, it, it'll happen. That's the best scene in that movie, I think. When he starts doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If none of you, there's a lot of people this, who haven't seen Wolf this, Wall my friend, is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's some other stuff in that thing that we can. <laughs> Those are rookie numbers. I myself, twice. Twice a day. Go ahead. Once after I work out. <laughs> no, let's do the locks. I'm done with that. <laughs> All right. And disclaimer we don't know if Ferulo or Seth will just randomly pop into the podcast at some point. Uh, as all of you know, who listen, Seth is usually on this every week. He still is, hasn't woken up. I texted Ferulo and I said, look, 11 a.m. We're doing it. Pick him show. You were on last week. Uh, I didn't keep track of his picks last week. It's, it's been a back and forth battle between Seth and I. But uh, I texted Ferulo. I'm like, you want to come back to the show again this week? And I didn't get a affirmative yes or no from Ferulo as I as I rarely do. I got a Ferulo response, which was I'm on my way home and I'm pretty close. I don't know what that means. Maybe he was he was just describing it's the situation all relative. as he knew it. It's, it's all relative. If he was driving from California, like he could have been in Pennsylvania and been like, "Hey, I'm pretty pretty close." Pretty close. You know, and was like, like, was, did that mean like, "No, I can't. I'm driving," or like, "Yes, I am very close to home. I'll hop on as soon as it." Like, I don't know. So for all Ferulo is, he's driving home and he's pretty close. We don't know where he's coming from or, or where he's headed, uh, what his ETA is, where his, you know, departure was from. But, ah, what are you going to do? I don't know. Uh, let's get into it. Absolute Locks Sunday Picks Week 4 Edition. Uh, I just need to bring up my record real, real quick. I believe I am 39, yep, 39 and 1. And everyone was confused about the 1. We didn't count the overtime tie as a loss for either Seth and I, we counted it as an overtime tie in our picks. So, I mean, technically, so are you 39? Wait, what? 30, What's your 30 wins, nine losses and one overtime. Oh, tie. I thought you said 39 and one, like 39 and one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I was like, what are we doing here? Why, why do you need other people? Why can't you just tell people what to pick? <laughs> I wish I was 39 and one. No, I'm 39 and one. So, okay. If everyone, and everyone was confused about the overtime loss thing, whatever, uh, we didn't count it as a loss because technically it wasn't a loss. It wasn't a win, but it wasn't a loss. So for the rest of the season, we're just going to have that one sitting there unless there's another overtime tie, which there might be. So yeah, week four, pick them first game on the agenda, Cardinals and Panthers. Um, Cardinals should have won last week that they, they should be three and oh and headed into this game on their way to four and oh I think they're gonna win uh I really love this Cardinals offense Kyler Murray looks great had a bad week last week through three picks and he still looked good uh Hopkins is active today he was questionable he's active uh the Panthers 
are just they don't they don't do anything for me. They gave the Bucks a run for their money and came up short. Uh, they lost to the Chargers last week. Uh, I think they're going to lose to the Cardinals again this week. I got 24-17. Yeah, I'll, I'll go Cardinals as well. Look, you, Hopkins leads the league essentially in every receiver stat right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what a move that was for them. Yeah. So I, I like the Cardinals. Also, if you see Kyler Murray out in space, dude, nobody tackles him. Never. Nobody tackles him. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I can't, I, I can't help but like watch him and think like that's impossible to tackle. That human yeah. being is impossible one on one to tackle. And so I like the Cardinals again. I'll go. I, I like them putting up points. I like twenty seven thirteen Cardinals. All right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I say this about Kyler Murray. He's my fantasy quarterback, so I might be a little biased about this, but. Given his size and just given his like ability, everyone says, oh, the Cardinals don't have a run game. He is the run game, really. I mean, he gets out into space and no doubt. And, and who knows what's going to happen. And you see a quarterback like him at his size and with his ability. Those didn't exist like 20 years ago. Yes. And the one guy that I point to and I was watching Barstool, they interviewed him was Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie was was about as short as they come. He was one of you and I. He was a short king. Uh, and. And he didn't really last in the NFL. He played 12 seasons, but he was never really an established quarterback that was successful. He's a Canadian Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah. He was a great CFL quarterback. Uh, now you see guys like Russell Wilson, like Kyler Murray, like Drew Brees that are succeeding despite their lack of height. And they're all three kind of similar. I guess Drew Brees could be the oddball of that group. But Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, kind of similar player types, similar builds, uh, similar, you know, throwing style, I guess, if you want to say. And I think that it's it's cool to see short quarterbacks dominating the league right now. And I think that Kyler Murray although he's still very young, has established himself as a successful quarterback. And I think that the Cardinals can make a real run at a a deep playoff run this year because I think the NFC is very weak. Very weak. Very weak. I think the AFC is where it's at. But yeah, we both have Cardinals. Um, Next game, Vikings and Texans. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year that these two teams would be 0-4 in this game, I would have told you you're crazy. Or 0-3 in this game, and one team would be 0-4. I would have told you you're nuts. But that's where we are. These teams are winless, and one of these teams will be 0-4 at the end of this game. Um, taking the Texans, because the Vikings' offense is weird. Um, they have weapons, but they're not utilizing them enough. Uh, Adam Thielen has been pretty much dead quiet all year, and he's their number one receiver. This, this There's this new kid. Uh, I forget. Justin Jefferson, is it is his name? Uh, and they're they're talking about how there's going to be a target share and that's going to help the Vikings offense. Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. Great running back, but you can't let him carry. Uh, I've got the Texans. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm picking the Texans just because the Vikings like I was big on the Vikings earlier in the season and they've just disappointed me so much that I, I can't bet on them in this game. Yeah, I. I w- it's one of those like games it. that makes this you This is sigh. such a tough game. Right, it's yeah. It's such a tough <laughs> game. I like um, I like the Texans as well just because of Billy O. Bill, Billy O'Brien's like my boy. Like I never bet against Bill O'Brien, which has hurt me financially. But I will say this. He will have his boys fired up because they still have a shot. Every year, nine and seven has a shot. And they're not far off from having a chance at like a record like that. Um, even eight and eight. So I think that Billy O is going to get his team kind of in the right. I, I actually like the Texans by, I think the spread was 
three and a half, maybe yeah. three. I like the Texans by a full score. I like really? the Texans like 20, 24, 20, 24, 14, something like that. I don't think that I, – I just don't like the Minnesota offense right now. They're so yeah. talented. I don't know what's going on, right. but I don't like their offense right now. I mean, and we talked about Kirk Cousins last week on the show. He doesn't do it for me. I feel like this team was a lot more successful with Case Keenum. And granted, Stefan Diggs did hey, so much for the I Vikings. Love Case Keenum. And Stefan Diggs was like a huge part of that Vikings offense. And you remove him and look at what he's doing in Buffalo right now. Look at that Buffalo offense, which we'll talk about them in a second. But I don't like Kirk Cousins. I didn't like him in Washington. I don't like him in Minnesota. I think we need to get Case Keenum back there. Where is you Case like Keenum? that? No. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Case Keenum? Like where? Last I checked, he was like backing it up for the Broncos, and now he's not. I, okay, years <laughs> ago, years ago, I got into it with could have been you. I've done sports talk with a lot of people, but sure. it, it could have been you. It could have been Brandon Bruce, maybe. And I said that I would have traded if there was like this was like at the time kind of a thought was I would have traded Jimmy G for Case Keenum and a pick. I loved Case Keenum to be like our backup, potentially like our bridge guy for like two years after Brady yeah. was gone. I so like please, I'm a huge Case Keenum guy. <laughs> I, I so I just looked it up. He's backing up Baker Mayfield right now, which <laughs> might not be the backup for too much longer. But uh, but yeah, I don't I, get get Case Keenum back in Minnesota, and that'll turn everything around. I think. Uh, and that was the one year that they like went deep too. When he was when he was quarterbacking them, I mean they had Diggs and they had Thielen and Rudolph was still doing. Yeah, his and thing. the kicker missed. Yeah, right. Yeah, and who uh, was Blair. Blair, yeah, Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh. Yeah. He used to be like the money guy, and then they went through like a like a a surplus or like not a surplus, but they went through a cycle of different kickers for a time. Didn't Dan Bailey have a stint with Minnesota? They they used everybody that ever kicked a football. They've tried. <laughs> they got like the guy the guy from Chicago. Cody Parkey was he? I don't. He he probably wasn't Is there. Is he the but. guy that rang the crossbar like four times? For yeah, sure. <laughs> that guy. And Carp has cracked open a Mountain Dew, so you know that he means business right now. Uh, yeah, but we're both taking the Texans in what is one of the worst games of the day. Uh, oh, no. ne- <laughs> next game. This, oh, this game. I is, will say, yeah, stay away from that game though. If you're betting, if you're betting the yeah, game, yeah, don't bet on that game. Do that's not. not a, that is not an automatic lock. Uh, no, there's no <laughs> absolute. There. Absolute yeah. lock. Yeah, absolute lock. All right. Next game. This game sucks, too. Uh, Jaguars and Bengals. I have the Jaguars blowing them out. Good, because <laughs> I have the Bengals blowing out the Jaguars. Really? Yes. Joe Burrow, believe, believe this guy. First of all, they're going to they're going to ruin his arm. He throws like 80 times a game. I don't know if you they don't have a running back. I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, it's not like you're the Bengals, like, like making us like a Super Bowl push this year. Like, all right, like we're going to go on the. We're going to go on the arm of the, the quarterback. No, no, you need this guy for the next 20 years, so just take it easy there. Cincinnati, like, slow down. Yeah. Um, you're going to take your lumps this year. You're going to take your lumps. This will not be one of those games. My brother wanted me to take the Jaguars this week in a knockout pool that we're in. He's like, this will be a good week to use the Jaguars. I'm like, see, I'm taking the Bengals on the money line. Like, really? You know what I mean? Okay. But they, they switched from dogs to favorites in, like, two days. So they're favored in this game, yeah. but I like the I like the Bengals just simply because of Joe Burrow. I think he's a winner, um, a lot better than that mustached girl that the other guys are trotting out. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this, I'm not big on either of these teams. I thought the Jaguars were tanking before the season started, and then they came out and they like were looking good. 
and Minshew was looking good for like a five minutes there. Um, see everybody the on mustache Twitter. mustache girl. Yeah, the mustache girl. Yeah, I see everybody on Twitter making the case like, oh, the Bengals took the Eagles to overtime. A lot of people have, and I'm going to talk about the Eagles a little later on. A lot of people have this notion about the Eagles. I think they still have like post-Super Bowl hangover syndrome that the Eagles are still that team. Yeah, derangement syndrome. That the Eagles are still that team. They aren't that team anymore. I think I think it's about time that we we get off the Carson Wentz train and give Jalen Hurts the ball. I just, I don't think that the Eagles are in that good. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watch every Eagles game just simply because that's what's televised here at Penn, at Penn State. Right. Like, yeah. everybody watches the Eagles. Everybody watches the Steelers. So I've watched way too many Mason Rudolph or Randolph, whatever his name is, games, and way too many Carson Wentz games in the last year. Like, my head is going to explode. <laughs> but Carson Wentz may be the most overrated quarterback, not, may I say, in the NFL in NFL history. I think Carson Wentz stinks. I watch him play yeah. and I can't imagine that this is their guy. Every no. single week, even before he was throwing the picks like this, when he was like they 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 almost advertised him like he was the next Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. First of all, he's not an Aaron Rodgers guy either. He's not a winner. No. But Carson Wentz certainly <laughs> isn't Aaron Rodgers. He's the Walmart store brand. But that doesn't get anywhere. <laughs> get all the Jalen Hurts. Let's see if we can get this win. Also, Doug Peterson's got about two weeks left. It's a race yeah. between Matt Patricia and Dan Quinn. Honestly, for see ya. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah, Doug Peterson. Doug I, Peterson's on the hot seat. I know um, what this game, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. So when talking about like everyone's giving the Bengals credit for taking the Eagles to overtime, I think the Eagles suck, and I don't think that says anything about this Bengals team. I'm big on Joe Burrow. Uh, I liked him at LSU. I like his story. He's a good story. He's a good quarterback. I think he's going to be fine in the league. Um, but I don't think he's going to be fine this week. I think that the Jaguars are going to win this game. Uh, the ja- the Bengals just are like are one of those teams. They're screaming like like Browns from three years ago to me, where they're like they're good and they're they're good. Like they have the potential and they're in good games. Like the game against the Eagles was not a blowout one way or the other way. Like they, they're there, but they're just not over that hump yet. No, they and don't I, have enough pieces yet. They're not. Right. And AJ Green, thousand percent fraud of a of an elite wide receiver. I, I've seen nothing from AJ Green in his career that Andy tells me Dalton why. made AJ Green. <laughs> he probably did. And AJ Green's been hurt for like a decade now. So I get it. Uh, Joe Mixon, terrible running back. They they were talking about like he advertised Gio, him like top five. Yeah. Yeah, and they're talking this week like Gio Bernard's gonna be the back. Is Joe Mixon hurt? Maybe is that why? But I don't. I I've seen a lot about Giovanni Bernard coming in and like let me let me look it up while um. I thought Giovanni Bernard was like a like a Darren Sproles. Like I didn't think he was a volume guy ever. He's right. never been a volume guy. He's just one of those guys that's like. All right, we'll throw to you out of the backfield every now and then, like make he's something cons- out with your legs. He's space. consistently like gone for he's consistently gone for like fifty yards this year. But yeah, I agree. He, he's used he's a like lot, a like one of Cohen, those. Darren James Strolls, White, James White, yeah, right, Man, yeah, he's uh, one of those different guys. than James White though. Not as James White's not as speedy as those guys. James yeah. White's more just like consistent, like right, give me the ball. Sure. Yeah, I mean, James I White catches the ball 80, 83 times a year. These guys don't receive at those numbers, yeah. but different, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, they're talking like I see Giovanni Bernard's name popping up now. Like what what's the deal with Joe Mixon? Like I've never been high on Joe Mixon ever. No, but <laughs> like they that's one of the teams that needs to establish a run game. Like like some teams like the Cardinals are getting away with it because Kyler Murray is the run game. 
the Bengals need a run game to succeed, and so they don't have it. Let me let me say this about the Bengals too. We we can go to a different game right after this, but sure. the Bengals have problems with the at the organizational level. Like I feel like that organization doesn't know what it's like to win at an organizational level. You look at organizations like the Bengals. You look at an organization like Detroit. They're kind of in the same boat. Like, are right, we we kind of have like enough talent that we should be winning games atlanta atlanta detroit cincy like we have enough talent that we should be winning games or at least turning the ship around in cincinnati's case but this is a team that made the playoffs like nine years in like 12 years and was when nine like they they have organizational issues right so they need to establish a winning culture and if joe burrow is going to be the guy for the next 20 years there then they better you know establish a culture around him and not make him morph into the Cincinnati culture, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. I a hundred percent agree. Uh, yeah. So I think this game, I, it's more me being down on the Bengals than I am up on the Jaguars, but yeah, no, (laughs) nobody's up on the Jacksonville Jaguars and they shouldn't be. Um, but I'm just gonna, I'm going to take the Jaguars just for the sake of like, that's what I, that's, that's the gut feeling that I've got. Bengals 30, (laughs) uh, Jaguars, uh, 21. Okay, I've got Jaguars 31-3 over the Bengals. That's just that's it's three <laughs> points. I've been scoring 30. <laughs> I just speak of the devil. Joe Burrow's on TV we'll right see. now. Um, Take the right. team over. <laughs> uh, next game. Uh, we don't really have to talk about this game at all. Cowboys and Browns. I've got the Cowboys winning 41 <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I like I like the boys in this one. Give me the boys. 27 i think it's gonna be close on 27 24 really yeah i think that like mayfield's kind of found his stride a little bit and it's he's thrown five i mean five touchdowns two picks as opposed to last year he had two touchdowns i think four picks at this point last year so his numbers have kind of reversed but that's not because he's better that's because the running game is better like yeah. You, you have Kareem Hunt as your backup running back. He could literally go anywhere except for a starter. Cowboys in New York and start. Well, New yeah. York now, but yeah, it's different. Right. So, like, I, I think it's because of the running game. And lastly, I don't need Odell Beckham Jr. to touch the ball as many times as they want him to touch the ball. Mm-hmm. He's a home run hitter. Jarvis Landry can be your volume guy. Let let Odell be the home run hitter. Throw to him, you know, four times a game if it means just a you know a ninety yard seam route. Who cares? Yeah, but. Yeah. So these are two teams that I really, I want to be good. And I I say this every week about the Cowboys. I want the Cowboys to be so good. And on paper, I think the Cowboys are like one of the better teams in the NFL on paper for football when they're good all day long. Yeah, it is. And and I like the story around Dak Prescott. I'm big on C.D. Lamb. He was an Oklahoma guy and I follow Oklahoma and big on C.D. Lamb. I love Amari Cooper. I love that he's reestablished himself in Dallas. They had a tough first three weeks. They had a tough draw. I mean, they've been playing big games. They've got prime time, big games every single week and they're in shootouts. Yeah. And, and yeah, and I think this is the first week where they have to throw to throw out the term again, an absolute lock of a win against the Browns. I'm taking the Cowboys by by 40 plus points. I think this is going to be a good tune up game for that offense. I think CeeDee Lamb finds the end zone. I think Amari Cooper finally finds the end zone. He's been consistently over 100 yards and hasn't found the end zone. Get Michael Gallup involved in that offense. Get Tony or is it Pollard? Tony Pollard, the backup running back. 
get him involved. Zeke Elliott will do his thing. I think there's a big week for the Cowboys to tune up and get Brennan, ready for a playoff. So, Brennan, this is the, sure. the, the line is three and a half. I had them winning by three. So, theoretically, I should bet on the Browns. However, you're saying this is going to be an absolute blowout. If you were betting on this game, you would tell me bet on the Cowboys. Yeah, a thousand percent. And and it, it, it's hard oh, we'll for me see. to believe that the line we'll is three see. and a half. It's hard for me to believe that. Well, that's what I, it is, though. But yeah, no, I understand. Right. I understand. I'm not questioning it. I just I just disagree with Vegas. So then I'll hammer that. I'll hammer that. It's an I, I, I would hammer the Cowboys in this game. And I'm going to. I'm going to. As soon as right, we get off, it. as soon as we get off and I submit my picks for the day. I, I just did it just now. All right. <laughs> I, I'm you know, I'm, I'm in the zone right now. I'm in a zone. I know. I know. Go I'm ahead. in my element. Yeah. Cow, Cowboys 41 zip. That's that's my that's I've got I, I like the Browns offense. I just think that and obviously I think they're going to score points. That's more me being facetious and like saying that this is a blowout. Yes, they're going to score points, um, but I've got the Cowboys by a lot to a little, I guess is a good yeah. way to put it. Yep. Next game this is really interesting. Real interesting. Saints and Lions. So a lot of people are why saying is this. this is, why is this line three points? <laughs> Where, Sorry. What's up with what's up with the lines today? I feel like everything's three, three and a half points. I don't know. I mean, I know. <laughs> this is an interesting game. I don't think it's going to be a close game. Here's what I will say about this game. This is this is make or break for the Saints. I think if the Saints lose this game, end of the Drew Brees era. The Saints are done. Uh, is Michael Thomas playing? Do we know? I mean, I think he's still right, out. Let me let me look real quick. But I, I believe he's out. I'm almost positive he's out. So yeah. So you're going to turn to Alvin Kamara, which which didn't work last week. Um, I guess he had that big touchdown run and that was cool. But Alvin Kamara is the one bright. Yeah. Inactive. Michael Thomas just flashed across. Ruled out. Yep. And Lattimore and Janoris Jenkins and Jared Cook and Davenport. Oh, and so- you talk about their defense already. They're already tops in the league in holding penalties. Yeah. Tops in the league every year. They're tops in the league. And what does Matt Stafford do best? Just whip the ball anywhere. There's going to be a million holding penalties and passing interferences. Because yeah. Matt Stafford's going to be like, here, you had it, you had it, you had it. He's like Oprah so, giving up cars. It's unbelievable. So this is an interesting, this is an interesting game. I'm taking the Saints. Uh, the, Lions are, the Lions are hot. They beat the Cardinals last week. Uh, the Lions can pull off, and I said this when predicting this game last week. I said the Lions can be sneaky good and snap off a few big wins. I just I just think that the Saints are going to win this game. I got it 34 to 30. I think it's going to be a good game. Kenny Galladay makes a huge difference for that Lions offense. Matt Stafford's got a much better arm than Drew Brees. I haven't seen spaghetti arm Brees throw the ball longer than seven yards. And everyone was saying, like, the touchdown pass to Kamara was 56 yards. That was a five-yard little dump off that Alvin Kamara broke well, seven easy. tackles and got easy, into the end. I've defended Brady on that exact thing for, like, ten years now. Listen, but- that was like that was a great play. Props, mad props to Alvin Kamara. Mad props. Um, okay, Dwight. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean – that wasn't a 50. Everyone's like, oh, 56 yards tacked onto Drew Brees. Like that was a little screen pass that Alvin Kamara made the most of. So I've got the Saints, but I'm not big on the Saints. If they lose, Dunsky. That's it. Drew Brees' era is over. And here's where I make my difference this week in the picks. You have the Jaguars. I have the Bengals. Give me the Lions. Ooh. I love Matt Stafford. Love Matt Stafford. I'm a huge Stafford guy. Let me Let me say that one more time. I love Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford may be the most underrated, underutilized quarterback 
that we've seen in the last 10 years, 12 years. This guy, dude, he broke passing records like his entire way up until this point. Like, seriously, he has more yards than anybody in this period of his career. Yeah. So what does he have to do to – oh, my God. Oh, good. Sorry. I got a text from another friend. We have another friend just texted positive. Oh. <laughs> Please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So what does Matt Stafford have to do to amount himself as a winner? Well, again, it's establishing that culture. It's the same exact thing. This is why Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, because he literally could be the next Matt Stafford talented quarterback where they just never win in an organization that's just never won. Right. Right. So Joe Burrow has to change that. Matt Stafford, luckily, still has some time. He's not young, but he still has some time. Give me the Lions today. I like the Lions. High-scoring shootout. I, I don't think Breeze can keep up with it, though, anymore. I think if the Lions turn this into a passing game, they, they win this game. Yeah. Give me the Lions. Uh, 30, this- 32. I don't know how they're going to get there. 32-28. All right. Yeah. And this is this is kind of why I, um, it's kind of why I like the uh, the you on the pickums is because, yeah, it, it's great to have Seth and, and Seth and I are very close and we've known each other for for three years now. And and, and, we're, and we're very close. Well, I knew Seth. I didn't meet Seth through you, but, <laughs> but you kinda did. we went to school together. We played on the same baseball team, et cetera, et cetera. But I uh, I've known Seth for for three years and we're and we're close. We're very close, you know, people and and we we talk and we text a lot and that's great. It's not like a total stranger, but Seth and I don't have don't have the the back and forth nature of a relationship that you and I do. So so like for example, if the Saints win today, Whoa. I'm gonna be all in your face about it. I won't be like that for Seth. When Seth gets a pick wrong and I get it right, I don't say anything to him about it. I'm just like, ah, whatever. Like, you're going to hear about it from me if I get one right oh and, my God, and vice versa. I, if, if it will be the Saints same way. The, if the Saints <laughs> beat the Lions, like, congrats, dude. Safe play. Safe play. That's like, that's like saying, like, oh, you know, who's going to finish higher in the next major? Uh, Dustin Johnson or Brian Harmon? And you picking Dustin Johnson, me picking Brian Harmon. Like, oh, Dustin Johnson. Johnson finished higher than Brian Harmon. Okay, he's supposed to, but I didn't pick the guy that's supposed to win. So yeah, I okay, understand that. That's fine. Mon, I Mon, feed me the shit. We want the shit. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I get. I, I get that. That you're you're approaching this game with the let me roll with the underdog because no one else is gonna roll with the underdog. That's fine. Oh, I get on this. Because I like the Lions. I do like sure. the Lions. In the I get on this pick'em show to win, and it shows in my record. I, it shows in my record. Yeah, Thirty-nine and one. <laughs> I'm one. I've only missed one game. Just say so, that quick. <laughs> 39 and one. Whenever someone asks me my record, just say it really fast and then th- that's it. But I come on to win. The Saints are winners today. And if they lose, I will roll over and I'll say I will publicly come out and say Robbie Carpentier was right and I was wrong. That's fine. I have no issue doing that. And I and I, I I've had issues in the past telling you that you're right and I'm wrong. But if the Saints lose today and the Lions win, congrats, because that's a great pick for you. And that's a, that's a good spot. And that's why I said at the beginning of the pick, I said this is an interesting game. I didn't say, oh, there's going to be a blowout for the Saints. You did. No, you did. Interesting you did. game. I think you even picked it to be a four-point game. Your your score was a four-point game. I did. Game. Yes, I did. So, all yes. right. We're good. But, uh, but yeah. Um, next one. Ugh. 
I don't like this game either. Uh, Ravens and, and football team. Ravens and team. Uh, Dude, Raven, they, uh, Ravens, uh, Ravens by a million. <laughs> yeah, Next. Ravens by a million. They said Haskins see? might get benched, so we might see. And I wish Seth was here for this part because. <laughs> Are the Ravens. First of all, Haskins got a huge disservice when Stephen A. Smith was racist to him. I want to point that out years ago. Okay. Stephen A. Smith was racist to Haskins years ago. I, every time that Haskins' name is brought up, I feel it's my, my civic duty to say that Stephen A. Smith was racist towards Dwayne Haskins. It was right. unfair. Because what he said was, it, Stephen A. Smith has the highest rated cable television show for sports out there. Yep. Okay? It, despite ESPN's terrible ratings, Stephen A. Smith gets ratings. And he said, Dwayne Haskins is a dual threat. Okay? And he's an outstanding thrower of the football and a great runner of the football. Dwayne Haskins doesn't run, okay? He looked, he saw that he was a black quarterback, and he said, he runs. He runs, okay? yeah. Okay? That's it. If any other guy on TV said that, they would have gotten in trouble for that. Right. Stephen A. Smith did not do research on that. And that did Dwayne Haskins a disservice, because now Washington team, the Washington team, and people associated were like, oh, like, he's a dual threat. Like, why isn't he running? Why is it? Well, because he's not, guys. Okay? Yeah, he throws not. the football. Whatever. The second thing I will say is the Ravens are frauds. They are not that good. However, they pound the shit teams. So they're going to pound the wait, shit Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say that the Ravens are frauds? They're frauds. They're wow. frauds. They, they are you not know, good. You and I, but you they and I have never agreed on something like that ever before. And that's the first yeah, time. Yeah, I'm not a Ravens guy. Not a Ravens guy. They're frauds. They pound the shit teams. They'll beat the shit teams. Episode 43, episode 42, episode 41. I've, I've said it each week that I think the Ravens offense is completely fraudulent. Uh, I don't buy into it at all. I think that it's going to get figured out, and it already kind of has gotten figured out you know, sooner than later. Lamar Jackson's talented. Sure. I, uh, mm-hmm. but that's Harbaugh, it. Harbaugh's a great coach. I actually think he's a really good coach. I do. I, I, like, I don't think it's a, it's a reflection on him. I think he's doing the best with what he has, but that style – historically does not do well over a long period of time. It just doesn't. No. And there's, there's a lot of people that can contest that and say like, Oh, quarterbacks can run the football and point to guys like Kyler Murray and point to guys like Cam Newton. That's not the argument. What have they won? Yeah. First of all, they haven't won anything, but, but second off, I think it's, it's less so that like, Oh, you have a mobile quarterback and more so that like, you're the complete outlook of your offense is based around that. Like you don't have anything else. You like, look at the guys, quarterbacks that have been able to move, that have had success, are Steve Young, Russell Wilson, Russell Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Even Aaron Rodgers. They moved, but it was a second option for them. Right. What happens is when the Ravens get behind, get down in games, they lose having the running game as their first option. Now it has to be a second option. And when passing's their first option, they can't do it. Yeah. They t- yeah. Um, this may be too old school of me to say, but, but quarterbacks historically throw the football, running backs, run the football. There can be in, you know, there can be here and there. You have a mobile quarterback who you're going to snap off a big gain, or you need to escape the pocket and scramble and go for big yards. That's fine. And that's good to have a mobile quarterback in that sense. But I think when you're relying too heavy on the quarterback to be your run game and you're not throwing the football enough and you don't have the weapons, like, like let's call a spade a spade. Hollywood Brown is not a sufficient weapon for Lamar Jackson at all. He's a decent wide receiver. If that's your number one wide receiver, that's, that's scary. And that's why this Ravens team will not amount to anything. 
They won't. They're going to need to change it. I said it last year. They're going to need to change something significantly. I actually think you and I did say something along that nature in that episode where everyone was screaming at each other and and everyone was like, oh, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, they're not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon unless something changes with that offense. That being said, they're going to win this game 51 to 20. <laughs> Just yeah I, I, yeah, I think, look, I, it's not going to be close. That's it. No. Uh, and I wish Seth, I started to say this. I wish Seth was here for this because each week we talk about Alex Smith, the Twizzler leg. Um, he's playing football again. <laughs> and he's starting this game. No, but they're talking about benching Dwayne or like, that oh, he's all on right. a I short say, leash. I, you just oh Seth just sent me a text. Just woke up. Good. Um, but you just let me go on this like long tangent about Dwayne Haskins, and then like if Alex Smith was going to start, it'd be like, oh great, like that's a good look. No, <laughs> like, Dwayne Haskins is starting, but it's right, I think right. it's one of those Mitchell Trubisky situations where like he's on a very short leash this week. Short leash. And I think Which we might see the twist again. It's I'm a sorry. shame because. It's not Dwayne Haskins' fault. Like it's it not. really it isn't. isn't. <laughs> Dude, throw me in a quarterback there. Like seriously, like it's not. It make no difference. It's not Dwayne Haskins. It's not. It's just the way that it, when your team doesn't have a name, I think that's the first start. That's that's let's let's. How about reinvent let me say the something too? Sure. They're like, oh, the team didn't have enough time to produce a name or produce a logo or. These teams are owned by billionaires. Yeah. Billionaires. You. I could have drawn a logo or come up with one like today. If yeah. you want one today, Brendan, if you said, Robbie, I need a new logo and a name for TBR sports change by 1230. Like, yeah, sure. I'm pressed, but it's a half hour for me to come up with a name and a logo. Like, yeah, I already have out. a name picked out <laughs> the Washington warriors. And you can just stick with the W there. It is. <laughs> Perfect. That, even if that's an interim name, even if even if it's a bridge name, <laughs> you go to a different one. Don't call yourselves the football or, team. <laughs> or could you have done it for one year, stayed as the Redskins, and yeah, just and been like, we're going to change it next year. year. This is a promise. We're just we're, Don't buy our jersey this year. We'll change it for next year. Because nobody's buying a team jersey anyway. And, it's almost sarcastic. You get into a holy war about, about this whole thing. But yeah. I, I mean, people have been interviewed, like Native American population in and around the Washington area have been interviewed and they're like, I liked the Redskins name. It paid homage. Like it was something that we called our own. And, it, it, like, it, I don't think it was them that were calling for the name change. All right. Seahawks and Dolphins. Uh, another interesting game. And it shouldn't be. But it is for some reason. And I don't know why. Um, I'm taking the Seahawks. 28-25. Um People are like, oh, the Seahawks don't do well on the road. They're, you know, people who play in Miami don't don't, you know, historically do well. Uh, the Seahawks were eight and two on the road last year. They're one and oh on the road this year. Uh, this is around the time where Fitzpatrick usually loses his touch after like the first two to three games of the season. I think the Seahawks are going to win. If you want to make a case for the Dolphins making this game close, I guess you technically could. Uh, but the Seahawks are the best team in the NFL right now. So I'm taking the Seahawks. Yeah, give me Seahawks 27. Give me Miami um, 20. 2720. Yeah. I like Seahawks as well. I think that the line's a little tight as well. It's like five and a half. Um, if I had to bet every game, I would bet the Seahawks. I wouldn't bet this game though, just in case, because it could be close, but the right. Seahawks are going to win this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of weird that like the Seahawks have been like for, through the first three weeks of the season, 
pretty much everybody's been picking them. And I'm not seeing that with this game. I'm seeing a lot of like ambiguity and like, like back and forth on who's going to win this game, which is weird because the dolphins are definitely the worst team that the Seahawks have played yet this year. Yeah. Mad props to the, to the dolphins, mad props to Gettysburg. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, we both take Seahawks, uh, and that, that game really like, I, I don't know why people are making it so close. I guess, I don't know. I guess the dolphins can make this a game. We both got Seahawks though. Next game. Chargers and Buccaneers. Um, taking the Bucs. I don't want to take the Bucs because I don't want to see Tom Brady do well. Uh, and I don't want to see this Buccaneers team do well. I think that the Buccaneers schedule, the Buccaneers schedule really softened up after week one. So I'm obligated to take them because I know that's what's going to happen. Um, and I said this before, I think this Buccaneers offense is a, is a complete, uh, sellout offense. I think that this is a total PR stunt by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to try and drive up an audience and, and drive up pre COVID ticket sales. Uh, I mean, I guess there are like some fans there drive up Jersey sales, whatever it is, bring attention to the team and make like this one all out push for the Super Bowl in this one, like extravagant season, uh, Rob Gronkowski, I don't know, like, like he, he's not there. Uh, he could not show up to games and no one would even notice. Someone asked him why he hasn't been getting the ball. And he's like, I'm a blocking tight end. Dude, you're not a blocking tight end. You had like close to a hundred receiving touchdowns in new England. You were like the go-to guy in new England. You're not a blocking tight end. Uh, it's clear that you were signed for the PR stunt. Um, I, I think that this Buccaneers team, based on the softness of the schedule in the few weeks prior and the few, few weeks coming up, are going to string together some wins and get to like five and one. And then I think they're going to start losing again. They're going to beat the Chargers this week, 30 to 15. Uh, I'm big on Justin Herbert, but the Buccaneers are going to win this game. I think Justin Herbert's the best young quarterback in the league. Um, yeah. But I will go mm, Joe Burrow. Mm, just never. But I will go with the Bucks as well in this game. I like the Bucks big as well. I, I'll go. I'll go 35-23. I think that the Chargers are going to put up some points. Although I will say the Bucks defense isn't that bad. They stopped the run. Yeah. So Justin Herbert's going to have to play well. Yeah. Um, just in order to put up that many points. But I like the Bucks in this game. And uh, a little different from you, the guy that bothered me thus far in Tampa Bay hasn't been Brady hasn't been Gronk been Bruce Arians I don't like Bruce Arians one of his comments why did why did he come off like he's the greatest offensive mind of all time he comes off as this like quarterback whisperer and he's not well he he coached Roethlisberger when he was young right he coached Peyton Manning when he was young and he coached was it Aaron Rodgers when he was young he coached one more guy when they were young like like another yeah, elite quarterback sure. irrelevant and then he Carson Palmer like made him like relevant like sure so okay Bruce like yeah. we get it but this is Tom Brady you're not making Tom Brady okay Tom Brady's established He's I, don't know, made. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know this yet Bruce but Tom Brady's established okay no matter what you say in your press conference, like he's called out Brady like twice now publicly. Yeah, he, publicly. he's been all over him yeah in Belichick it's clear now that they didn't get along that well but one thing that they shared was a common respect for each other. Okay, I'm not going to talk about you to the press. You're not going to talk about me. We're just going to we're going to button down. We're going to try to win. Bruce Arians has to realize like that's how things get done, right? Like it's not you know well Brady didn't play well and Tom's going to figure this. What Bruce? Yeah. What? Keep everything in house. He's been the guy that's disappointed me though thus far. As yeah, far as I, PR stunts go, there yeah. they, even the hat he wears with the sunglasses like. 
just just look normal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, all offseason, we we debated over this Bucks team. And I said that I didn't think they were going to be good. And I don't want yeah, to see Brady succeed. Um, I, yeah, I, I really don't know. They're going to win this game. Um, I do want to talk because I agree with you about Justin Herbert. That last drive last week, I was watching that game on Red Zone. First of all, whoever was comment, the color commentator in that game was all over Justin Herbert's decision making for some reason. He's like, he kept saying, he's like, he's got to clock the ball. He's got to clock the ball. He's got to, you know, you can't throw up the middle of the field. It's like, you've got like a, a 90 second drive with a rookie quarterback. He was moving the ball up the field, like perfectly. I think they went. No, like, I thought I saw good things from that drive. I, I, I didn't see many bad <laughs> He went like 60 yards up the field in like 30 seconds. And this color, it was like bothering me. My dad and I were sitting there. And at one point I was like, shut up. Like Justin Herbert, rookie quarterback, has never been in this situation before. He's got to build a drive to win the game. Granted, he didn't <laughs> he's do like it. He's thrown in. He's like, go get him. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, go. After Tyrod Taylor got stabbed in the lung and 70 like times. Like some calming presence that's like been there, done that. Like on the side. Like you have like Anthony Lynn. Like Anthony Lynn. Anthony is probably, like, what do we do? What do we do? Like, what's happening? He doesn't know. Like, Anthony you know Lynn has like, no idea. Yeah. And you could tell he was like taking, he like took a timeout at a really random spot. It was like, yeah. <laughs> like when you get down into the like two minute drive thing, let's say you it's have like, the ball. It's like second and six. He's like, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like and when you get, when you have the, like a two minute drive, let's say, let's say you get the ball right before the two minute warning, you throw a play in, in bounds. Then you get the two minute warning. <laughs> Then you throw another play and you let the clock run a little bit, maybe two plays, and then you use your timeout. Like, like he just randomly Whatever, yes. just threw a timeout out there. He was like, ah, timeout. Uh, so I think Justin Herbert performed really well under those those crazy circumstances. Um, they're going to lose, but wouldn't be shocked if they won. Yeah. And I'm picking the Bucks. I would be. Yeah, they I just don't have any weapons, the Chargers. They just don't have any. Alan uh, Keenan. Alan Keenan. And, like – the, the <laughs> Williams, the guy with the dreads. I feel like Mike Williams is a big play specialist who can Antonio either go zero yards or 300 yards in a game. So, yeah, uh, we both got the bucks. N- next game, Giants and Rams. 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 <laughs> next. 27-6 is my score. Uh, um, 27-12. Okay. Uh, four field next, goals. Next game. <laughs> four field goals. <laughs> next game. Bills and Raiders. Huge on the Bills. I am huge on the Bills. I think they're like great. Uh, they're gonna take. They're gonna take like sole possession of the AFC East this week. Um, I I think the Bills. Stephon Diggs has been like everyone thought he was gonna be bad. They're like, oh, it's gonna take a while for Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs to connect. He's been going for like a hundred yards every game. He's found the end zone a couple times. Uh, and then John Brown still doing. And, his- it, and it yeah, I mean, and Stephon Diggs is hurting Minnesota by not being there too. Like just like uh, yeah, he shows how valuable he really is that he can yeah. produce in Buffalo with a quarterback that couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat and. That now you're in. Yeah, I'm not a Josh Allen guy. I wanted just to say that because I know you're like a huge Josh Allen guy. Go ahead. I've been so big on Josh Allen ever since he was at Wyoming. And I saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched him play high school football in in Eastern Tennessee. I'm not being the on Thursday night against Eastern (laughs) Mississippi. Mississippi. That's good. That's fun. No, I'm not a I'm not a Pierre Maguire like, oh. I, I watched him play in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, and I talked to his his peewee coach. You sound just Scranton. like Joe Biden. 
Scranton, Joe. Scranton, yeah. I was lifting weights in Scranton. The year was 1962. Yeah, but no, I'm not that. I just remember watching an ESPN special. It was an E60 Saturday special on Josh Allen. They were saying, this kid can slink football. I remember watching that in in Wyoming. They have ugly uniforms, and they were showing his highlights, and I was like, damn, this kid can play. And I've been kind of like following him, like not really. Like once he got drafted, I was like, oh, I, I want good things for Josh Allen. Uh, and I think he's been fine. I think he's been great. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, I, I'm big fine. on him. I'm really good, big on great. him. <laughs> fine, good, really good, great. That's the progression that he's made. He was fine his rookie year, and then he went to good, and then he's really good. Now I think he's great. I'm big on this Bills team. Uh, I don't like the Raiders. I'm not big on the Raiders. I think that they were a flash in the pan by beating the Saints. And who says the Saints are all that great? Uh, I've got the Bills winning this game, 35-17. Wait, so you're saying – okay, okay, okay. 35-17. Mm, mm, I am. I think you know this about me, but I'm actually a huge Gruden guy. I know that you are. We did the whole, I like Chucky a lot. Um, we, we did the whole, what do you call it, um, hard knocks thing last year. And you were – when we talked about Gruden, you were big on him. Yeah, Spider 2Y Banana. I mean, this guy has absolutely established himself. First of all, like years ago, I was watching Monday Night Football, and I was like, who's this like blonde guy that won't shut up? And my dad's like, oh, that's Gruden. And if he returned to football, he'd be the highest paid coach. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, really? He's like, yeah, he'd, he'd come back to football and be the highest paid coach. You watch. Mm-hmm. He did. Yep, and he did. Like, to me, like, there's got to be something there. He won Super Bowls with, like, Chumps, like chumps. Yeah. So I'm a big, I'm a big Gruden guy. I, I actually like the the Raiders in this game. I, I, they're dogs. Give me the Raiders. Give me the wow. Raiders. 20, 24 to twenty Raiders. Wow. Okay. 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 That's 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 good, man. Uh, before we go to the next game, I just want to point out that I've gotten a text from Ferulo. We've gotten an update from both Seth and Ferulo. Seth just woke up not too long ago. He won't be joining us. I got a text from Ferulo. Another great Ferulo update for all of you. So I, I, I let him know. I said, hey, we, we like after he texted me that he was close to home. I texted him. I was like, cool. We just started. If you want to just join halfway through, just like let me know. I'll add you to the call. Just got a text from him. He goes, he goes, sorry, dude. I'm grabbing lunch right now. I should be able to make it. Just bad timing on my part. I'll come next week. So I don't know what Good. that means. So I got you a, mean, I'm grabbing lunch. Time. I should be able to make it. Really bad timing on my part. I'll be there next week. So I don't know what that means. I have little to no idea if he's if he's coming or not. But let's just count Ferulo out for this one. Uh, it's not like his picks would have been special or anything anyway. No offense to Ferulo. Uh, next game, uh, Colts and Bears. Everybody knows who I'm picking. I'll have the jersey that I'm wearing right now. Uh, Colts, Phillip Rivers is the MFP, uh, the most fertile player in the NFL. Um T.Y. T. Hilton is like kind of there, kind of not there. He's kind of like T.Y. Hilton hasn't had a hundred yard receiving game. I think in the last 13 games, maybe 14 games, right. he's not caught for hundred yards. still so. want to categorize him as like this sick wide receiver. He's mm-hmm. never really been anything special to me. Like I can't Only remember. Yeah. I, I can't remember a time when like, when, uh, when he was like, Oh yeah. T.Y. baby. Um, I'm huge on the bears. I'm huge on the bears. I've picked the bears every single week. I don't know how they're winning, but they 
find a way to win. And last week, we finally saw the straw that broke the camel's back. Mitchell Trubisky was thrown on the bench. Matt Nagy has been plotting to get rid of Mitchell Trubisky since he was named head coach. And he finally found the opportunity to do it. And they went to Nick Foles and Nick Foles performed. The Bears are going to win this game 23 to 22. They're going to be 4 and 0. Watch out Chicago. The Bears, the Bears are coming. The Bears. Did you say 1 point win by the way? Cool. Um okay. <laughs> I like I like the Colts in this game. Um, I'm not a Nick Foles if it's not a okay, jump in midway through the game or late playoff run to sure. replace Carson Wentz. I'm not a Nick Foles guy. If you look at his record as a starter outside of Philly, uh, outside of Philly, you look at his record as, as a starter. He's like five and thirteen. Mm. Like he's a loser when he's not like in Philly in the postseason. He just hasn't won. Give me Philip Rivers all day long. I think it's crazy how many kids he has, and for that reason, I am taking the Colts. No, I, I, and I'm actually a huge Frank Reich guy. And okay. what people don't realize is that Reich had an opportunity to bring in Nick Foles to, to the Colts. A lot of people don't realize that. Nick, uh, I'm sorry, Frank was Nick Foles. Uh, then had an opportunity to bring him into Indianapolis. Nick Foles openly voiced that he wanted more right in Indianapolis. And, and they went with Philip. There has to be something there. Why would you take a 38, 39-year-old Philip Rivers over Nick Foles unless you really don't believe in him? So there's got to be something there. I like I like Frank Reich and the Colts. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a fair assessment of that's this game. That's not bad lo- logic, right? Like, that's no, that's, that's fair. That's very fair. And this game could go either way. I'm just so big on the Bears right now. And, and I just I, they're finding ways to win games that they shouldn't. Uh, and it, it's more of a morality thing for me. I've rolled with them every single week that I feel like the, the week that I get off Stay with the is, is the week that I'm going to be wrong. Uh, I'm staying with them until they prove me wrong and they could prove me wrong this week, but I think they're going to get it done against the Colts. Uh, they haven't had a huge, I, I guess you could say Atlanta was a test, but not really. Um, they haven't had a huge test yet. Uh, but four and I think they're going to be four and I really do. Uh, shout out to the bears. Uh, yeah. Next game and our last game because of COVID, uh, we have a significantly shorter schedule this week because a bunch of two games have been postponed and yeah, uh, Eagles and 49ers. The 49ers are so banged up right now. They have no one left on their team. It is like Armageddon out in San Francisco. Uh, Kittle's coming back this week, but Kittle is nothing. Good movie. Good movie. Good <laughs> movie. Yeah, uh, Ben Affleck. I think this might be the week. This is my this is my big my big prediction. I think this might be the week where we see Jalen Hurts get the football. I think this might be the week where we see Jalen Hurts play well. That being said, there is no chance the Niners lose this game. A banged up 49ers team is still a lot better than a fully healthy Philadelphia Eagles team. 11 times out of 10, the 49ers are going to win this game 28 to 14. And this is a really terrible Sunday night game, by the way. Yeah, this is an awful Sunday night game. Um, I will say that Jalen Hurts will not touch this football unless Carson Wentz goes down with injury. They do not have the stones to pull Carson Wentz over there. Because if they did, they would have by now. Jalen Hurts will not play unless Carson Wentz is like done. That's, that's first and foremost. And secondly, because they're supposed to lose this game, 
So, like, if they're losing this game, it's not going to be like uh, Eagles fans, please. I, I mean, I see it all the time. It's like, oh, uh, the Doug Peterson play call was bad. Doug Peterson's play call was pretty bad this week. Um, the refs were bad this week. Like, no, you guys just suck. Yeah, like, they're you bad. just suck. You're not good. So, give me the 49ers. Give me the 49ers with the exact same score that you said. Yeah, 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, Eagles are, 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 they're not Actually, good. Actually, 28 17. 2017. Okay. Uh, yeah. Add, add a, field goal goal yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the a safety and then a two point conversion. <laughs> I mean, a safety and then, yeah, a two point conversion. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eagles, it really doesn't do it for me at all. It really doesn't do it for me. I just, I don't, I don't see it with them. I don't, I don't know what the derangement around the EAGLES Eagles is. Um, after that Super Bowl that they won with Nick Foles. I, it's, people just have this like idolization that they're this like top tier team. I think it's I think it's pretty apparent that it was a fluke. Um, I, that was a good team. I, they they had weapons, but I mean, like realistically for the long haul of things, they're not that good. And speaking about no, the they made a good games, run. They remind me. I'm sorry, Brendan. Before we hop off, sure, they remind on. me of um, the the New York Giant teams of old with like Eli. Like all right, yeah, cool. You guys want a Super Bowl here? You want a Super Bowl there? But like. Year in and year out, like you're more of a team that like misses the playoffs. Like yeah. you still weren't that good. You made great runs, sure you had a great run, but you're not that team. You're you're a fraud. You're not a perennial contender. Right. Sorry, yeah. that's like my comment. The New York Giant teams are old. No, yeah, I thousand percent agree with that. That's a good that's a good analysis and a good analogy. Um, these primetime games though, I feel like <laughs> these primetime games. I don't know. Can you can you point to a Thursday night or Sunday night football game that was like or even Monday night that was like inviting and entertaining between like good teams? I feel like primetime games are reserved for like two hard hitting, high flying teams where like everyone's going to tune in. I I don't even think I'm going to watch this game. I might keep it on in the background just because like, you know, we we do we at TBR have to like know to keep our knowledge up. But this isn't a game that I'm like looking to tune into Thursday night football this week between the Broncos and the Jets. That couldn't have been worse. The Bengals and Browns. A That's my ago. favorite meme I've seen in like a year is the 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 daughters, Rob Schneider's daughters from Grown Ups. Have you seen that meme? Yes. And it's like it's like the like the two hot chicks like Monday night football, Sunday night <laughs> football. And they're looking at the other one Thursday night football. It's so funny. Yeah. I feel I feel like the primetime games just have been like really like bad games. Like I don't care to watch this game at all. I guess before the season you could have made a case like oh the 49ers are going to be undefeated, you know, Super Bowl team. I guess injuries is kind of plays a big role into tonight's game. Uh but the Eagles like ugh. I don't know about I don't know about that. Like I I can't make a case for like usually Sunday night or like a Sunday night primetime game, there's like a there's like a matchup, quote unquote, like a like a quarterback duel where these two quarterbacks like have a history together, uh, like a la Russell Wilson versus Cam Newton, Patriots versus Seahawks. That was a good Sunday night football game. I think the really only good Sunday night football game that we've had. And you can make a case for that game like, oh, is Cam Newton going to prove himself in New England? First big test, Russell Wilson have this MVP season, bring the Seahawks to the Super Bowl. That was fine. What are you saying about this game? Oh, Mullins is trying to just keep the 49ers afloat against a struggling Eagles team. <laughs> like, I can't make a case for this game. I'm good. 
Yeah, they stink. It stinks. Yeah. I hate. I hate. Yeah, I'll watch it because I'm in. I have the COVID and I'm here. <laughs> and there's seriously else. nothing else to do. Well, now I that watched, you, <laughs> I watched. So it, literally, I watched every college football game yesterday, and bet like every college football game yesterday. I also watched two of the three Expendables movies. Like in there, like. <laughs> That's how little I have to do. I'm watching 68-year-old Sylvester Stallone beat the shit out of people just for fun. Hey, if you want so. something to watch, TBR Tour Episode 1 just dropped yesterday if you want to watch. Uh... I watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah. I, the two-man scramble format's cool and all. Brownie stinks. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was – it was a tough You, you cut kind of across it. We could work on that. It's pretty across the ball, and that's why you – Sure. Well, I don't, I don't slice too. Mad to props, big. <laughs> mad props, lots of improvement from you. Mad right. props. And you and I haven't played golf together since like last summer, so my game's come right. along. Right. So I, yes, I just seen the swing. It looks a lot better. Yes. Right. So I'm a nine. I think I'm a nine six right now. Um, let me check though. Which might be generous, but yep. I don't think that's generous. <laughs> I've also like nine two. So. My it's it's my putting has been like a lot better in the video. I putted like shit because we were like there's a group behind us. We we're trying. Well, to you were that. also taking runs at him though. I right. yeah, which you can do. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's like kind of the point. Yeah. For rule and I scramble a lot all the time too because he's big on like the scramble. We're trying to like break a score or whatever. So like I'll take runs at it because he won't. So I'm a little more like aggressive and it doesn't in in, in fact affect my handicap. So I don't care really. It's like it's cool for the video, but yeah. I mean, the video I, I, wasn't bad. I thought I thought we like played decently well. Um, I, I'd like to once you don't have the COVID and once you're back in the uh, in the area, do one with you. Uh, and I don't. Well, I would do I would do I would do a match where it's me versus three of you guys. You guys can do a three man scramble. We'll play. Okay, okay Tiger. Um. <laughs> no, I'm dead serious about that. I, <laughs> I shot like plus eight like yeah. as a scramble. Yeah. Um, okay. I, if I shot plus eight, Brennan, I'd sell my clubs. So we'll do that. So, so what? We can have, so, so what's your handicap right now? Like two? Point five. Point five? Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'll read off my tournament scores real quick. My last couple of tournament scores. So like, so like you, you're you're like rarely <laughs> over par. I mean, I shoot. I, I I've shot. So my last tournament scores: 72, 70, 72, 73, 73, 70. So yeah. like, that's it. So I mean, it's. I think it would be a great like match. It would be match play. It'd be fun. You guys could definitely dink and dunk and get wins. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I and I'd want to pick like better partners too. I'd I'd, I'd go out and I'd like find some, you know. Well, some... then what? Then no. Then no. <laughs> okay. Well, I wouldn't go out and get like like Rory McIlroy, but I. You I'd... show up with, like Chris, who could like beat me, like like on any given day, or Brandon. <laughs> no, I wouldn't show up. I'd, I'd bring Ferulo and I'd get someone else. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have Brownie out there. I don't think. No offense, Brownie. <laughs> no, no, and he just started playing golf. Brownie, so. no. Let me. Well, we're, if this is making the podcast, I would like to say it. It is. Making. Brownie did by chance send me a text after and was like, because I like he like he commented on like uh, we. Sorry, I post on my story all the time. If you've seen it, it says like Team Garrison. Actually, I blocked you, but it says no, like Team Garrison. I see it. Yeah. All right. It said like you're, you're five and Garrison, zero like as of five last and zero. Project, it's yeah. me and Kevin Bradley, this kid from Mathilde. And Brownie like slid up and was like, like I'll beat you. And I was like, you just won't. And like I know you're just like talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like Brownie, like it's so 
far from like actually being like a real threat that like I have no comeback. I don't care, Brownie. Like say it, you win, cool. Yeah, okay, you'll beat me. All right, all right great, Brownie. Here's the thing I, about like, stop wasting my stop sense. wasting my time. So there's a, there's a, and I can relate to this, but I've been playing golf like my whole life, like not competitively like you, but I've been playing like yeah. golf for a long time. Like I'm not like a beginner, like Brownie just picked it up. I've been playing for a long time. I started taking it seriously last summer once I got the membership at Carnwood and this summer with, you know, quarantine and everything, I started taking it very seriously and like going out like twice a day and playing like 27, 36 holes, whatever it is. Um, and so there's a bridge that you go that you cross over as a golfer in your early days of where like where you start to just like get it get it off the tee and, and like you start to like hit the ball. So like when you're first starting yeah. out, you're missing a lot. You're 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 sculling balls, you're topping balls, they're dribbling three. You yards. rarely hit the ball in the direction you're trying to hit it. And, and you rarely hit the ball at all. You do a lot of the 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 pick your head up and miss the ball and then like like look around to make sure people thought it was like a practice swing and then do a few more practice swings. That's like the early stage of the golfer. Then you cross over the bridge where it's like you can consistently at least hit the ball to to the point where like you can fake like you hit it where you wanted it to uh, and people won't notice, but you're hitting it. So like you're keeping up in in the sense that like we're not waiting for you to dig your ball out of the woods every five seconds and replace your divots where at least right. you're, hitting, you're hitting the ball. So that's the bridge that you cross over. Brownie crossed over that bridge at some point this summer and now thinks that he's headed for the tour. We He texts me every every single Friday night. We get a text. We have these two friends from school, the, these girls who live out by this driving range. So I go cool. to the range. I go to the range at my nice. my country club map props <laughs> i go to the range at my country club when i'm not playing like on a or whenever or even before i do play or after i play i'll hit the range so i don't have a i don't necessarily have a need to drive 45 minutes to a range to practice i'll say i understand why brownie wants to go there there's a lot of you know teenage girls there girls are i guess we're not teenagers anymore uh girls are age uh, it, it's it's buzzing over at the middle. Yeah, you, you're not 20 and you're not. You, I'm 18. You yeah. are a teen. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess I guess for sure. Yeah. So um, 18. I, <laughs> thank you. I know. All right. Uh, sorry. So I think that's why I get a text from Brownie every single Friday night. He goes, yo, we're going out to Middleton with with, you know, person X and person Y. And I was like, OK, why? Like, why are we going all the way out to the Middleton golf range? Uh, and he's like, I just want to you know, I want to work on my swing. And, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, well, we could just like go play around a nine like right now, like like clubs open. Let's go do it. Um, and he's like, no, no, no. So so he goes Brownie's in the game to he's in this new phase where he can hit the ball and not well, but he can hit it. So he's in this he's new phase. He's trying to hit it as far as he can. Yes, 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 yes. So so like he'd go to the range with like people that I won't name because we aren't affiliated anymore. But but he'd go to the range with them and like have them take a Snapchat video of him like trying to smoke the ball. Um, I mean, that's not what golf's about. I mean, I know that like I mean, if you're an 18 year old kid who works out 24 seven, obviously, if you connect you know, hit the ball on the screws. It's going to go far. Like that's not impressive. What's impressive is go out on the course, play nine and consistently hit good shots and get a good score. That's what I'm focused on. That's what I've been doing. Not a big deal, but that's, that's what Brownie's like. That's what his mindset is right now. It's like, he wants to, he wants people to like, know that he golfs. So I guess like him sliding up on your story, like I can beat you is him saying like, Hey, I golf now. Right. Kind of deal. Yeah, and he doesn't. And, and I'm sure he knows that you're a nasty. What reaction guy. did he get from me? This. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs>
Like I, I, I consider myself to be like a good golfer. I know that I will never be able to beat you ever. And I'm fine with that. You don't know that. You don't know that. I do know that. I do know that. Because my best day, like you said, is probably your worst. It's, I don't know. What's your worst day? I mean, I can still shoot 80 every now and then. Right. I have yeah. a bad day. Shoot I shot, 80. 80, shot 80 yesterday when I played 18. Um, and that, that wasn't like, that wasn't that's my a, best day. That's a good round though. Like, that's what, a good round for me. But like, this is my, this is my approach right now too. That, that I've been taking, I used to just play golf and want to like, keep like that, like that bridge phase. I used to want to play golf and just like keep up and like make it look like I was playing well. Like when I played with you, you were hitting from the tips and hitting it further than I was from the golds. Uh, and I it used to just want to be like, I want to keep up and hit some good shots here and there. And that's what I do is like, I, I was inconsistent, but I could pull off some decent shots now and then. Now I'm at the point where like, I'm a good golfer and like, I can, I can shape the ball. I can put it where I want to put it. Good. So the, the approach that I've been taking is like, I'm disappointed with myself when I know that I left some stuff on the table. Like I know that there's a putt that I should have hit here. And like, yeah. The thing is when you're a nine or even when you're below an 11, I would say Mm -hmm. 11 and above a five, five to 11 as a handicap, you have the, you have the ability to par every hole in the golf course. You can par every single, there's not one hole that you step on the tee and you're like, there's I, I don't I don't have a chance to make par here. You you can par every hole. So it's just about like, all right, well, what's that one piece that, that's missing? And you'll find that it's so much easier to get from like a 30 to a nine than it is to get to a nine to a five. And then from a five down. Like that yeah. jump is huge. So like yeah. Yo, yeah, and I saw like I came into the summer at like a twenty-three and and I just like and I started just playing and and I was texting some friends of mine like I have a I have a friend who's like a really good golfer he's like mass golf something I don't know if you know him. his name's Anthony Picano and he was supposed to be in the wiffle ball league and he never was um he's a good golfer so I was always texting him and I was like is it normal for me to like see my handicap dropping as drastically as it is and he was like well yeah if you were a 23 and you played like what every now and then last summer and kept your score every now and then, I remember you telling me at the beginning of the season, like keep your score. Cause like, it's important. That's a huge thing. Put your score in every single right. round. And I like, and I used to never do that. Cause like I didn't care. And then I started caring. And now, you know, before I leave the course, I finish you know, my scorecard, return my cart, go back to my car, put my score into the gin app and then drive away. So like once I started doing that, saw the scores drop significantly, but yeah. So back yeah. to the, <laughs> well, a year ago, a year ago, the gin used to do, it used to update bi-weekly every two weeks. It would update. It literally updates daily now. Right. So your yeah. handicap would only change every two weeks. So people would get like bored and frustrated. Like, all right, I just played third uh, or, you know, 10 times in the last two weeks and my cap hasn't changed. Like what's going on. Right. And then all of a sudden it would switch. Now it's literally daily. And that's every day it's it. changing. Yeah. So I'm waking up and I'm checking it. It's different every, well, it's not different every day, but when I do play and put a score in it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, long winded right, way sorry. of saying go watch the TBR tour. I, I mean, do you have an update? Like, like what's the deal? So after your 14 day quarantine period, whatever, are you like, what's, what are you doing? So I'm only, we're only here until before Thanksgiving. Right. Then, same, same with us. Yeah. And then I don't, I don't come back until after January. Yeah. The spring semester. Yeah. So like, it's going to be a long time. So I think honestly, I'm getting out of here. I'm not going to stay at Penn state. Like for, I, I'm leaving and I'm probably going down to Florida. I'm already booking flights with friends. Like 
we got a place down there. I'm going to go down to Florida. I'm going to play golf every day, do online classes for a week. Then I'll come back and reassess because I can't, I want to get out of here for like a week. Like I just right. sat yeah. and I'm sitting here for every hour of every day for the next two weeks. Like I'm not, I got to yeah, get out of no here. There's no point in doing that. Before. Yeah. So but, but yeah, I think that like the, the, that November to January is going to be huge for TBR too, because everyone's going to be back. We're all going to be like this. It, it's rare for, all the members of TBR sports to be in the same setting at one time. And even during quarantine, you thought it would have been possible, but we were all kind of like all over the place. I know you were, you were at home a lot and then you were like in Florida for a lot of it too. Um, yeah, I and, worked every day. yeah. And you were working every day. Uh, and Seth was like in LA for some parts of it. I think the closest we got to all of us being together was like wiffle ball. Uh, and even then we had like some people like here and missing. I think Thanksgiving is huge for content. I think that we need to like, get together, watch games together, record us watching games. I thought of even doing like a pre Thanksgiving football, TBR flag football match, whatever. Um, but the, the possibilities are endless. So I think that like, I'm looking forward to that November, like when everyone's like out of school doing online classes, but all in the same setting, cause we're all going to be here. So like, let's, let's run. No it doubt. Yeah. But all yeah, right. those were our Sunday picks. Thank you all for tuning into the Sunday NFL pre-game pick'em show week four edition aka episode 44 of the review podcast we'll probably since carp is in quarantine you'll be getting tons of carp content on the instagram i already know that and youtube now because we do that um but you'll probably get more podcast episodes this week now that we're like having we're like figuring out our schedules and getting more time to do things time management big piece of it all but yeah that's all i've got anything from you nope stay healthy stay safe Yes. All, all the best wishes with you, Carp. Uh, keep us keep us all updated on your status. And yeah, that's that's all I've got. So thank you boys so much for listening. See you next time. Yeah. Cheers.